Well, I think it's about time we get started so that we can only be three minutes late tonight. That might be a record, actually. Dude, we are getting really good at this. Also, I, I can hear you. Oh, wait, I have the Twitch sound on. That's why I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this, too. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be able to hear me? I. Yeah, no, I heard your echo or whatever. Oh, yeah. A little bit of reverb. No big deal. I must have actually been watching Twitch recently. Is it because of those awesome new Twitch drops? And by new, I mean the secret change that was made that we don't know what it is. That was, uh, that was a great segue. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I was in there farming my Twitch drops, and I was very disappointed to find that I could no longer farm them off the guy who's still showing videos from, uh, from Pre-Marwin. From Pre-Marwin. <laughs> is there really a guy? I've heard that, but I, I don't. Like, I'll admit, I don't drop farm. I get like two a week. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I don't even guaranteed get one like when I stream. So I get them when I'm here, <laughs> when I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's good times, man. There's been a lot of great news, uh, a lot of like, hey, we're paying attention to the community news this last couple of weeks, and it's been really exciting to watch the reaction. You know, kind of a mix of uh, positive and negative, um, and it's been great to see CVA charter work. Uh, pushing all the stuff out there yeah it's about time he did something that represented <laughs> hard work <laughs> yeah i say with with only love in my heart and yeah. also intense envy and that's how charmer didn't get any more preview cards <laughs> oh, i don't get them anymore anyway the podcast gets them which isn't technically me so you know that that's a good point that's a good point like i haven't been able to do my grand costume creation things uh yeah yeah might have to spice those up next time we get some preview cards. <laughs> so, 2019? Well, if uh, the guy from the future who was posting on Reddit is to be believed, we have two sets coming out this year. <laughs> is his name John Titer? I don't know that joke, man. Yeah, that that's right. you were probably in prison during that. There was a time, like, <laughs> in the in internet's uh, infancy. And I think okay. you can still look up the whole history of it if you, if you Google, like, John Titer. But there's this guy who was on internet forums and was claiming to be like from the future and had oh. had like vast <laughs> like intricate stories about it and i think wow. i think that they're like all collected in one place or whatever i mean it's ob i mean it's it's obviously just for fun or whatever but it's a it's yeah. a interesting read that's interesting i'll check that out i'm familiar with john connor traveler from the future yeah no this was uh like tighter i want to say Okay. He, like, he, like, came back in a Mustang. Like, I wish I was making this up. <laughs> really? Yeah. He didn't even have the dignity to bring a DeLorean? No, no, of course not. That's unfortunate. So, uh, where do we want to start with actual Legends content? We, we're drifting dangerously off topic already. <laughs> I mean, I thought we'd already started pretty well with talking about the fact that, you know, CVH did publicly say that they were making some changes to how Twitch drops work. Um, yes. In the Reddit thread he was posting in, he said that you will still be able to see them uh, coming to you if you're in rebroadcasts, but just that it wouldn't be worth it to leave your computer up all the time. Okay. So, obviously he didn't release details, but I was taking that to mean that you're probably not... Like, I think that the cooldown's probably going to be longer, but with, like, a more guaranteed trigger up front. 
because otherwise okay. there's no benefit for leaving it on for an extended period unless you're just afraid yeah. of missing it, right? right? But like I was trying to think about ways mathematically possible that you could have that be true or if he says something like, it's not going to be worth your time to leave it open 24 hours uh, okay. a day, seven days a week. To me, that would signal probably like longer initial cooldown, but a higher percent to trigger when your cooldown is up. So, okay. um, I'm, but, I'm reading yeah. his official post, so I know <laughs> what it says. I'll be honest. I, I mean, I know that this is not a popular opinion, but I do not really give a shit about Twitch drops. <laughs> I mean, I think that they're they're good in drawing interest to, like, you know, content creators and things like that. I think that anything that helps the free-to-play experience Absolutely. is great for onboarding. So, you know, I appreciate them from that perspective, but I can yeah. also tell you that I have never left my computer on 24 hours a day. Like, even during the height when they were like, you know, when you, when you were getting, you know, 1,500 soul gems, I wasn't even farming then. So I don't know if that's... Yeah just my lack of commitment um well you and i were talking the other day about twitch drops and, and weren't we trying to figure out how much it costs to run your computer all day <laughs> or maybe i was just positing that it sounds like it's worth it's a lot of money uh, i mean it's not necessarily a lot of money i think that it, you're uh confusing that conversation with one that we probably had about cryptocurrency because there's those people who uh, uh, do the pooled mining and things like that as okay. well but yeah, I mean, basically, like, that, that's ultimately what it comes down to for me. Like, I leave my computer on all the time anyway, for okay. but it's usually in idles or sleep modes or things like that. But, like, leaving it open, um, like, on a website, running something, even if it's at the lowest settings, um, mm -hmm. my internet service provider right now, who I love ever so much, does actually have, like, a bandwidth cap. And I'm not willing, really? yeah, I'm not even willing to uh, close come close to running up against it so to me the dangers of that aren't worth the like free pack a day i might get you know yeah. what i mean like Absolutely. what 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 is a pack you know to right. me how much effort am i really willing to go for that i don't even i don't even guaranteed like hit all my daily logins i think there's been two months total where i've got all my daily logins like huh. this game is generous enough where like even just playing i can still do the things that i want to do that i don't mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel like I'm pigeonholed in. Yeah. I know that I know that some people feel that way. They feel like if they're missing out on anything and they're quote unquote falling behind, but I've never felt that way. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. Legends is has always felt to me like super generous in terms of free to play. You know? Like I've <clears throat> I've never had any like uh qualm spending money in the game because I really like it and want to support it financially, but I also feel like I have gotten way more rewards than i have gotten playing any other game like it ever before yeah you know i think that being entrenched players who've been playing since the beta we kind of have a, a bit of a unique perspective for a couple of reasons one that's a longer time for us to acquire collections so it probably that's doesn't true. hit us as hard in terms of need but right. conversely we also remember when there wasn't twitch drops and there wasn't daily login rewards and um all of these other things that have been added to boost the free-to-play experience like um you know even the pre-made decks and stuff that wasn't around and yet when i first started playing legends i still remember thinking wow i'm collecting cards at a much faster rate than i'm accustomed to so if i was yeah. okay with it back then when we haven't gotten all of these things um right. you know i'm not i'm not gonna suddenly 
put up a you know a torch and a pitchfork just because yeah of other stuff but that makes sense I, again we're we're kind of in a unique boat because of being right. veter veterans the way that we are <laughs> there's this like an assumption that the, with the word veteran right that it implies that like we're like grizzled experienced and qualified when really we're just grizzled <laughs> I, I would say that we're grizzled experienced and, and qualified how dare you sir i am a scholar and a gentleman i've been thinking a lot about these tournaments right like i know this is not, this is not a good segue in like that first one but i've i, I want to say i've been thinking a lot about these tournaments and like what it would look like if i actually like for the next week practiced got a lineup that i was, I was consistent with and, and was not just full of the kinds of decks i want to play in this game and uh and like hopped in to see how well i do you know I think we would. I think we would find that we are not particular. I am not particularly experienced. That's my impression. I think you just sell yourself short. Well, it's a lot easier this way when I set the bar so low. Yeah. For me to never look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you would do better than you think you would if you actually played meta decks. I remember the last time you played in a tournament, you're like, "Yo, I think I'm gonna try for real," and then you brought like Singleton Mage or something. Like you can't, <laughs> you are your own worst enemy. Is really what it comes down to. That is exactly what happened, actually. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's like that conversation about Rothgar Forge. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, like I like to make. A, we, were, we were talking before the show started about Arena and how, when I draft, I can't help myself sometimes, and I'll do things like draft Rothgar Forge and then lose like games that I could have won if I had not been so intent on playing Rothgar Forge and then dumping creatures. And uh, every now and then I make videos of me doing arena <clears throat> where I take it more seriously than usual. And, you know, I just I go seven wins very consistently. Uh, and then when I'm playing off the off air for fun by myself, I'm playing Rothgar Forge and I have a Cliff Racer's <laughs> Onslaught in my current run, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cliff Racer's Onslaught really is absolutely terrible, though. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I wouldn't even put it in a creatureless deck. Really? I don't think it's no. that bad. I put Char's Breeding Pit in my Creatureless Assassin, and I did not put Cliff Racer Onslaught. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, because you need to be... You need to be more defensive anyway in a Creatureless right. deck, I would think, but... So, you mentioned some tournaments. We should probably... Yes. You know, this was the biggest announcement. Emphasize that a little bit. Yes. This is pretty huge. I mean... <clears throat> For a long time now, Legends players have been like, where's my competitive scene, right? And we've been told some variation of it's coming or we're building it organically and we're supporting these other community-run things like the Elder Scrolls Legends Championship Series that J-Star has been working on for a couple of years. Um, <clears throat> the ESL things, mm -hmm. which as far as I understood, stood for English as a second language. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I always think of as well. But, <laughs> but now... Uh, now we're hopping into this brand new world where we have a $50,000 prize pool for a tournament that's going to culminate at QuakeCon in August. Yeah, it's the uh, Master Series, right? Master? Masters? Plural? I don't should know. look that up. All these names sound the same, man. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, this is the coolest thing I, I, I think they could have done to this tournament. It's way more money than I ever anticipated they would spend on something like this. And to do it at QuakeCon, Bethesda's own convention is is huge. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be really big. And and if this goes smoothly, if this goes well, and there's hype, I see no reason why we wouldn't have a whole series of these regularly. It is the Masters series. 
with the champi a championship equate gun. With a uh, apostrophe? Like no, just oh. masters, like a okay. master's degree. Right. Or like obey your masters. <laughs> no, no, those are two different. One of those has an apostrophe, and one doesn't. <laughs> no. Are you sure oh, master's oh. degree does? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. A contraire. <laughs> My friend Wikipedia. Apparently, has ESL used to be referred to as the Electronic Sports uh, League as well. So, <clears throat> interesting. interesting. I've only ever known it as uh, ESL. So, yeah. Hey, Ian Bits, Zenith Dragon Propaganda, HS God TRS. Good to have you all here. Sorry, we took a couple weeks off. Uh... Yeah, that's pretty much my fault. No, it's my fault too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm I'm caught up in all the moving stuff. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say this week's just been a nightmare with getting the roof done and fixing my I hot know. water heater and absolutely a number of things. We are still shopping. Um, we placed uh, first offer, had an inspection. House was not fit for human habitation. <laughs> we, are, we were able to get our earnest deposit back and so on and so forth because they broke the contract by <clears throat> offering us a house we couldn't live in. And then uh, we put an offer on a second one last weekend and we were outbid and uh, the bid was beyond our price range. So still looking. Well, right now we're looking to wrap up selling our house in five days cool hopefully finally yeah um that's that's been a lot of back and forth with us doing a lot of home repairs and ultimately we're gonna end up uh going from i, I wish i was making this up we went from uh going to be making about sixteen thousand dollars in profit all said mm -hmm. and done mm -hmm. to uh about six hundred dollars <laughs> all, all things said and done yeah, yeah. Um, we, we still want to get out because, uh, for a number of reasons it has to do with the neighborhood and housing yeah. prices where we currently are. And school district is a very, very big one for us with school starting soon for, uh, my oldest, but yeah. Right. So, so we have that side and then on the, the buying a house side, yeah, we're on house number five nice. and we ran into some problems with, uh, the appraisal for what we offered as a purchasing, uh, price, not lining up um yeah. so we had to work that out but we seem to have uh nailed it fantastic and, and hopefully <clears throat> hopefully that'll be done so less than a month and i should be moved into a new home with a bigger office um i'm trying to make sure i have enough money left over that i can maybe replace this uh, pc so we stop blue screening and uh <laughs> in the new large office the goal is i i still got to figure out the layout exactly but the goal is um, because it's large enough, I'm going to set up a table with some mounted cameras and I might actually start doing uh, tabletop streams one day a week. Fantastic. So hopefully, right, after all of this yeah. madness and me being irregular and I really feel bad about that, uh, there will be some light at the end of the tunnel and it will all be worth it. So. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> hey, Ray Ray Barker, I'm really glad you made it, man. Um, yeah, I... I am nowhere near your stage in the house buying process, and I am not looking forward to uh, the suffering I have to endure to get there. Speaking of enduring suffering, 
the tournament format for the Master Series is Conquest, four decks, one ban. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you bring? Just this gut answer. Four, four classes. What do you bring? Uh, I tweeted this. For me, personally, if I was going to bring uh, four like classes, four decks or whatever, I would bring uh, Necro Scout. Um, I would bring uh, a version of uh, Halalu. Whether or not it's the more mid-rangey version or the aggro version, I'm unsettled yet. I think the mid-rangey mm -hmm. one is probably a little bit better for the tournament format. Mm -hmm. um, I would bring probably some version of mid-sorcerer just because that is far and away the deck I'm most comfortable with and I feel like I always have a chance to win with. I know it doesn't have the best, most favorable matchups against certain things, but I don't yeah. usually feel like I'm out of the game with that. So that's mm -hmm. like a personal preference thing. Um, and then, uh, outside of that, I think in my tweet, I said Telvani and I probably would stick with that, but if it's not okay. that, then it would be tribunal. It'd be one of those two for sure. And definitely again, on the control side. Cool. Okay. What do you think is going to be the most popular class at the very first one before a tournament meta is established? Uh, per I mean, I would personally be shocked if scout isn't the most represented class. <laughs> okay. Shout Scout, Reanimator Scout. That yeah, thing. I mean, when I say Necro Scout, I, 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 there's not a Control Scout that doesn't run the Shout package in my mind, but I say Necro right. Scout specifically because uh, right. Ordinarian, or however you pronounce that, Necromancer is what really yeah. makes that deck scary. Makes sense, makes sense. I think, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this, I think I would, I would bring uh, Mid Monk. Um, because I, I, it's a deck I'm kind of kind of familiar with, and it has, especially in this first one, I anticipate a lot of people are going to sign up and who are going to bring their Halalu lists, and I think Mid Monk has a crushing Halalu matchup as well as uh, en enough enough solid uh, mid rangey creatures to be able to go the distance against some control decks. I think I would bring Aggro Assassin because of the endless amounts of reach there. I don't, I mean, like. It, in order to not defeat myself, I don't think I would bring my uh, mostly neutral version, although it would be really hard not to. Uh, but I think uh, either goblins are just really valuable small creatures, along with cliff racers, lightning bolts, Tazcad, and Ancano. Um, I think I would bring uh, Mushroom Tower Telvani, complete with, and I know this is insane, but complete with the memory rates so that you can, so you have the best late game of any deck in the format. So you go the distance against everybody. And uh, I would probably bring, this is like my wild card spot, I would probably bring PDMX's Abomination. <laughs> because it's a deck I've played a lot, and I have a really successful win rate with. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big reason why I would bring, like, Sorcerer, just because I've played it yeah. a lot. I don't even think Sorcerer is the best mid-range deck right now. I think Monk probably is. Um, yeah. Midrange Monk is incredibly strong and has some pretty favorable matchups right now. I've just yeah. spent so little time piloting it that for yeah. this first tournament, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. I would probably practice it on the side, consider bringing it uh, later. Yeah. So, and, and I say that I think it's probably the best midrange deck because it is capable of a lot of burst. And against yeah. aggressive decks, it's capable of some pretty uh, intense sustain. Yeah. Um, and those two things by themselves are, are scary enough in a, in a tournament format because 
I mean, especially single elimination tournaments, you only need something to go right for you, like, once or twice. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think that one might end up being the best mid-range deck. I just don't have uh, the, the comfort level, personally, to play it. I understand. Um, I think that, uh, see, I'm kind of that way with, like, the, the you only have to win once or twice. You only have to pull it off once or twice kind of thing. That's why I think I bring Pedivax as Abomination. Like, I, I, I've play that deck way more than I ever should have given how dumb and repetitive it is <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like I've got a really good list and uh, I'm comfortable with it and it can beat anything it can beat anything kind of like Midmonk it I kind of think it's funny that you have played that deck as much as you have because yeah. if I had to pick a deck that I thought was the most anti you yeah because there, I mean, there is no interactivity really with that deck at no, all. Like that is the closest thing to playing solitaire that this game has ever had. Like I think yeah. that I think that deck is more solitaire based than even Nixox combo was. Absolutely, I also mastered that deck. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's what here's why, dude. Here's what here's what happens with me. I'll be I'll be playing some some stupid stuff on the ladder, and I'll be getting my ass beat repeatedly. I'll be like, I'm gonna I want other people to feel what I'm feeling when they beat me with their tier one decks. And so I, I hop into the, onto the ladder with Max's Abomination. And I'm like, now I'm going to make you really uncomfortable and unhappy that you're playing Legends right now. <laughs> See, that's really funny because whenever I do that, that's, yeah. when I, that's when I'm playing Dwem Totem. Yeah. Because to me, I want to make you the most unhappy you've ever been playing Legends when I beat you with Mono Neutral. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> because, like, that's, that's salt in the wound, right? Absolutely. It totally is. And I understand that completely. Uh, yeah, Ray Ray Barker, I ran into the new Nixox deck. It looks pretty interesting. I haven't had a chance to learn it. Ian Bitz says, Now, nah, Abomination has interaction. You interact with their creatures to make their draw combos harder to pull off until turn 8 or 9 when they'll have excess. Nixox killed you before then. Yeah. No, Nixox is... is the, the old Nixox ladder combo and, and tournament decks, I think, are just like bad for the game. Uh... The Abomination deck is significantly weaker than both, and also has matchups where even if you pull off what you're trying to pull off, you can still lose. Uh, that is not true about the old Nixox deck. Sure. But I mean, your game plan, with the exception of, like, I play Drain Vitality, your game plan, the, yeah. the, the other person could do nothing, and you could still do it, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Drain Vitality is the interaction plan, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of the case with Nixox, but I, I at least had yeah. some... I had some points when I was playing Nixox where I felt like yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to play this so I can trade or do whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I just never feel that way whenever I pilot. Yeah. I mean, Nixox had decks. Black, uh, Black Hand Messengers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it, really, now that I think about it. <laughs> Zenith Dragon beat CVH with Mono Neutral. Nice work, man. <laughs> what is trade? Uh... It's a yeah, thing they, you go to war over with your yeah, closest border <laughs> allies. No shit, those Canadians. Obviously, we need to. Did you do you place. see what I tweeted today? No. I took my kids. This is going to be a side. Oh topic. yeah, the flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I took my kids to see a horse show today because we wanted to like walk them through the stalls, let them see the horses, get them used to you know animals, yes. whatever. And uh, when we were in the arena, so to set this up, for some reason, um, my oldest really likes hockey, even though he's five. And we, like, don't normally watch hockey in the house. Um, yeah. He goes to school with somebody whose dad is a pro hockey player, so I'm, like, 99% sure that's where it comes from. But he just really likes hockey. 
Yeah. So, flash forward to us at this horse show, and they've got, like, uh, our state flag, uh, the flag of MSU, uh, the university where the horse show was at, and then they have the American flag, and then they have a Canadian flag. And my kid points at the Canadian flag and lights up really bright and says, look, Dad, they have a hockey flag. And I was just like, well, I mean, you're not wrong, I guess. But... Absolutely. <laughs> Mortal King took this to its uh, dark conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the Tijuana. It's a good, good, it's a good place. Good times. Trade happens when two cards really love each other. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Ian Bit says the new Nixox is probably the best deck in the game. I would not be surprised if you are correct. The when I played against it, um, my my into my my gut feeling about it though is that it's going to fold to uh, a strong aggro deck, which I guess was true of. I mean, I think it's more likely to fold to a stronger mid-range deck, personally. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, it still gets. It can still like high roll drain vitalities and whatever, right? But like if mid monk, if mid monk like sticks, you know, one or two more consistent threats against it, just to kind of get get it down to you know that fifteen seventeen range, and then yeah. pulls off its burst, I think yeah. that's more yeah. likely to happen than that's fair than the alternative. I mean, I could be wrong. It clearly needs testing, but I I would think that would be what I would be more afraid of if I was piloting the deck. That's fair. Um, yeah, I saw an interesting uh, Reddit post uh, after the tournament was announced um, by Sodi Mag, and it said something like, can we assume that there's not going to be any balance changes or bug fixes or something like that until after the tournament series? Is that Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think so. I think it was just kind of all wrapped up with the idea of, like, the client in general right and and balance stuff and so what do you think do you think we're going to get new content before quakecon mm, it's hard telling so yeah. we we know that i i don't think so you don't right think so? i don't think yeah. so not new content and here's why i say that okay um pete hines has said publicly in a few interviews that he felt like they were targeting like mid July for the new client. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically that that is true. QuakeCon right. is like first week of August. I don't yeah. think we're going to get new client and new cards because when you think about that from like a coding perspective, if you're building something from the ground up, you want to make sure right. that you at least get what has been working, working first before that you introduce sense. unknowns. Right. Yeah. So I don't think, for example, when the new client comes, I don't think the first wave will have mm -hmm. balance patches or anything like that. And I don't mm -hmm. think that the first wave will have new content. Now, it may come shortly after. Could come, you know, balance stuff might come a week or two later if the new client is not uh, having a lot of issues. But I think yeah. that for the initial release, you have to assume that they're trying to just make it match the existing experience people had without introducing unknown variables. So... Um, I, yeah, yeah, I don't see that before QuakeCon, for example, because again, that's like early August. That okay. uh, if if their their timing for the client lines up, I don't think that's likely. 
Um, and that's also assuming that it's not pushed back, right? If they're targeting right. mid-July and it ends up being a week later, that's also assuming that that's bug-free um, yeah. and that they don't have to spend an extra week or two hammering that stuff out. I mean, these are all things that uh, are in, entirely reasonable to expect. So that's fair. That being said, once the new client is up and running, I would be shocked if we don't have something new in terms of content shortly thereafter. I would say maybe... Uh, you know, somewhere like three weeks to a month after, that would be what I would imagine. Yeah. But I don't think with the initial first, like, client release yeah. that we should expect stuff. I in, in my mind, I'd love to see, like, new content, the client, both debut at QuakeCon for the finales of the tournament. I, I know that it's it's pushing back the release of the new client by a couple weeks past uh, past July. But I would be excited to see all that come together, you know, like a big moment in Legends. I, I think that, that, it's funny you say that, I actually think that's why they're targeting the mid-July. So, so oh, looking, yeah. looking at this from the outside looking in, and what I just said, if you yeah. have to if you have to include room for delays, and you have to include room to like hotfix any potential game-breaking bugs that may have slipped through, you right. want to give yourself a week or two buffer to do that, right? So if it's uh, early August is the tournament and you want to showcase this is the new client during yeah. that when it's being broadcast and on a big stage with a, you know big money on the line, I think you give yourself yeah. a week or two ahead of time. And even, I mean, even with the, the set releases that we've had, it's not unlike, you know, Bethesda to say like it's coming out on this day, but then they really release it like a day or two early and they basically say to the entrenched player base like, you know, hey... I know we said we were releasing right. it on this day, but we're going to do a little bit early, and, like, right. that's that's just what they do, right? So Yeah. Ian uh, says in chat, I mean, that's dangerous because the order of interactions could be changed into a client in ways they may not have anticipated. Oh, I don't know, Ian. I mean, you, and I, you, you played on the new client, like, six feet away from me, and everything seemed to be working fine then. Yeah, but what he means is, is he's talking about, like, order of operations, and... Theoretically, um, yeah. there could be other things in there as well, such as uh, like randomized effects. But order of yeah. operations is a big one. Um, that is that, that is a good point, and that's not the sort of thing that like that's the sort of thing that could totally screw over a really complex series of plays. That is the sort of thing that we'd probably like to see our highest highest level players doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. And again, I think that's probably why they would want to target mid-July. Because then right. it gives people the time to hammer that out. That makes sense. That makes sense. Ray Ray Barker, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Are you participating in the first qualifier? And if so, give us a hint of one deck you're going to bring. Something spicy. Do Ray, people know what... Ray Ray doesn't even play this game anymore, dude. Really? <laughs> I was gonna say, are you serious? <laughs> He's gonna bring his pet assassin deck. That's what's up. I think assassin's a, a sleeper, a sleeper class. I think you got a bunch of var a variety of stuff. I know I've talked to people who are gearing up for the tournament qualifiers, and uh, I've heard talk of, I've heard people talk about altar assassin. I've heard people talk about aggro assassin. Um, nobody's gone full, uh, full Rothgar with the action assassin, but Ray Ray Barker says mid Dagoth, Telvaniox, Shout Scout, not sure, probably mid BM. Cool. 
Cool, yeah, there's cool. another mid-range deck that I would expect to see a decent amount of. Um, there's a lot of people that are fans of the, the mid-range battle mage, yeah. uh, the giants battle mage, things like that. I, I, I don't like that deck. I, I just don't like playing it. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, I recognize its power level, and it's certainly given me fits playing against a, you know, a time or two, but yeah. just, I don't know, it just doesn't like ring with me for my own personal play style, I think. Right, right. Have we, uh, you know, I've noticed an interesting uh, trend in the discussion of Halali. Like, we seem to have gotten to a point where we've, as a community, accepted that conscription does not belong in Halalu. Do you get that feeling? I don't think it belongs in Halalu, unless you're playing, like, a control version. But even if you're yeah. playing a control version, I think that the non-conscription control versions are still better, so. I mean, but Halalu plays eight cards. <laughs> it's like drawing ten cards. Yeah, and yeah, man, conscription, dude. Yeah, but but it's still like, in my opinion, that's still not nearly as impactful as Unstoppable Rage would be in Control, Halalu, right? Like, conscription is like, uh, I I know roughly what this is gonna do, and I hope it saves me. Where Rage is like, yeah. I you know, if it's against Aggro, I just won. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think that conscription Look, belongs I, in Halalu. I know you're right. I know you're right. <laughs> But I love playing, I love playing Conscription. I can't, I can't lie. Ian Bit says, I think a lot of stuff doesn't belong in Halalu, and most of it was in Puddle Glum's list he took to number one. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't seen Puddle Glum's list. I've been playing the same. My Halalu list has been the same for like a month and a half now. There's experimentation and there's cards I own Halalu. Look, I mean, Cards I Own Halalu is pretty playable. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Hey, H. Trouse, what is this stream about? That's really hard to articulate, really. <laughs> Ostensibly, it's about Elder Scrolls Legends. Puddle has taken two separate hidden trail lists to top five. five. People used to mock me when I played uh, Hidden Trail and Charger back in the day. That is true. I remember that. Is Hidden Trail secretly good? I think that it can be. I think that it catches people off guard because it's not something you expect. I mean, it's the Spanish Inquisition of support cards. Yeah, but that is true. I don't know. I You know... So for the last week, I've been playing a lot of uh, Creatureless decks in the ladder, and it's given me an opportunity to once again try out some cards that uh, seem to have a very high power level but never see play. And this is one of these we were talking about before the show started, which is Mage's Guild Retreat. You said it was a card that uh, when you first saw it, you're like, wow, it's something I want to play with. Um, have there been any cards in the last like month, like in this like mid uh, like halfway point between uh, Morrowind and presumably a new set some point in the next few months um, that it, that have come back to your attention? Um, <clears throat> you mean that aren't Ordinary and Necromancer? Because I want to put it in everything. Like I was playing yeah. Tribunal Control with Divine yeah. Fervors and running it the other day so I could chain them. Yeah. I went 2-1-1 with that before I gave up too. Um, yeah, there's... There's uh, a couple of cards that 
like I keep going back to Factotums. Probably that's a lot to do with that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of casual and uh, mono neutral for grinding Centurion on my lunch breaks lately, and the Factotum package when it does get going still feels really strong. And yeah. there's enough card drawn now, like even more so with Morrowind, that I almost feel like there's something there that could work. Just haven't yeah. quite figured out how I want to nail that down. I do have to um, agree with you there. Like, in retrospect, I think the Factotums might be the, the best balanced thing to come out of that expansion, Clockwork City. Yeah. I feel like a four-cost Factotum might have been too much. Obnoxiously so. Yeah. Um, the other was uh, just mono green uh, aggressive and mid-range lists. Like, I've been playing some goblins, but I've been trying some other, like, more mono-greenish mid-range as well, because I think Nimble Ally is just one of those cards that's just really strong all the time if it triggers. Um, that's fair. That is fair. So th those have been my own, like, personal pet projects. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I have to say, like, I, I have been... I, you know, you it's not super rare. Like, I run into it every every once in a while. But uh, Doomcrag decks running Journey, playing for the late game. I have seen Rhetoran decks, I've played Rhetoran decks, I've seen Warrior decks, and I've played Warrior decks. Uh, I think those are sort of in a pretty... Like, I think you could easily take one of those two lists to Legend. And uh, that's something that I've been kind of excited to see. You know, sometimes it feels like the Doomcrag decks are just totally unplayable, and this doesn't feel like one of those times. Ian so, Bitt says it. Go ahead. I was going to say, so you're saying we need to rebuild Doomcrag Sorcerer? Doomcrag Sorcerer is where it's at, man. Real talk, mm. when, once we can make red, blue, uh, purple, Doomcrag House Sodius is going to be where it's at, bro. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like, I think that deck's actually going to be good. Four cost factotum gives ward or drain? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. The only way, that, like, if you're trying to give charge reward on any factotum, like, oh, that God. thing better cost four or five and be an 0 one. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. You know? Yeah. That would be awful. And even then, that might still yeah. be too That would good. be too much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can run Path Mages too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, Doomcrag Grixis is going to be a thing I'm looking forward to play. I mean, like I said, like I've had success at Legend Rank with Doomcrag Rhetoran, which is, I think, actually worse than Doomcrag Warrior. Doomcrag Rhetoran is just because I wanted to play Unstoppable Rage on a Undying Dragon. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I really like the idea of adding basically Doomcrag Warrior and then adding in, into it because you get. You get the ability to give some wards to your yep. Doomcrag or even to like your little Nords that are charging. Um, yep. You get Harpy. Uh, yeah, Ice Storms yep. could be an extra bailout if you want. You Sorcerer's know. Negation is one of the best cards in the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't even like. You don't even have to add intelligence to try to do cheesy things like Ash Servant. Like I don't even think it's necessary. Like you just get to add all right. of the power and like extra help from Blue and call it good. Yeah, Ghostgate Defender. I think Ghostgate Defender is on the periphery of playable as it is. I don't think it's good enough, but it's almost good enough. I think it would be good enough in that deck. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, 
Yeah, I agree. We, we actually, you know, Gussie Defender kind of brings up something interesting, which is uh, I see a lot of Morag Tong Aspirant. I think I probably have seen more Morag Tong Aspirant and Marked mm. Man than any other than I've ever seen any one drop in any other era of the game. Yeah, I don't even own an Aspirant yet. Really? Yeah, not a single I one. I had a, I had a premium one I opened, and so I had to craft two regular ones. I think I did it for that assassin videos, but um, I I think we've kind of reached a point where like one drops are kind of playable. Like not always, but a lot of uh, I think Mudcrab Merchant's showing up in more and more lists as people realize it's a pretty good card too. It goes in and out of my Halalu list depending on how spicy I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean, real talk. I I took Conscription out of my Halalu list and put in Mudcrab Merchants. Just cl clean swap. <laughs> That's the only change I've made in a month and a half. Yeah. yeah Merchant... Hey, Ray Ray Barker. Congratulations on hitting rank one. <laughs> Merchant is just good fun. It is. I know it's we talked fun. it up because we like revealed it and whatever, but oh, le yeah. legitimately, I still think that card is entirely playable, and I have a lot yeah. of fun, and... Yeah. It's a, it's a really strong card. It's the kind of card that uh, if it, like, let's say it's the grand finale, we're at game five <laughs> at QuakeCon, and the game comes down to a Mudcrab Merchant pull, how do you feel? That's a great question. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the spectator in me loves it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's, he's going to lose the, next turn. The, how do I want to put this? The person who cares about what I'll call the integrity of the game hates it. Yeah. <laughs> both people, both of those people live inside you in different I know, right? Like, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking about, I, I started watching uh, season two of Luke Cage last night, and I was thinking, yeah. these are my two wolves inside, which one do I want to feed, right? Like <laughs> That was, okay, so I lead a, Sandra and I run a men's group, actually, on Saturdays. Um and that was something we brought up was the which wolf do you feed argument that's that's awesome that you mentioned that yeah so i don't know like i said the spectator uh, spectator in me loves it right yeah but because it's such a wild random act of variance like let me just give you an example right i would feel better if right. the thing that won like an impressive game five not that this card has seen play for a long time i mean i did actually i ran into one like last week but um right the black worm necromancer right if yeah. you're head on health and you play it then you summon a random creature from your discard pile to play brings if back task yeah right if we're in like game five <laughs> and that brought back like uncano for like right. a, an un unbelievable comeback victory yeah i would feel a lot better about that because that's like at least some level of controlled variance you're saying yeah. like i'm only running cards i would hope to get back and like yeah. you knew the the range of outcomes etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. Um, I would, I would feel better about that. But if like, I don't know if you guys have saw the video I made for my mono neutral Dwem Totem list, but, uh, game two in that I play Mudcram Merchant and I get Unstoppable Rage that I play on Dwarven Centurion to immediately win. If that's what happens in game five, like, yeah. I don't know, man, like the spectator in me loves it, but like, I've, I would feel so dirty, right? Like integrity of the game. Yes. I would... I would hope that everyone's reaction was one of like excitement and awe, 
but yeah, there would be a voice, the same part of me that hates Mundestone. There would be a, vo a voice in my head that's just like crying, you know, crying out. That would be pretty great. Depends whether or not you're the person who wins off that mud crab pull. That is hysterical. You, you, you miss, you miss five cost black room necromancer. No, you don't, dude. No, you do not. I miss it. Why? Because it was really good. Do you know how many? Do you know how many times that thing would bring back sore of revenge against your ass if it got, <laughs> if that card got unnerved? Yes, I know exactly how many. Did somebody get timed out for talking about Valmora Spymaster? Yes. Damn. I'm still salty, alright? Yeah. I <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna share you share with you something. Charmer probably doesn't want me to talk about. Earlier today <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today Charmer was just just trying to win some games on the ladder. He's a busy man with the house and the kids and the family and the jobs. He was just trying to trying to rank up on the ladder. <laughs> And uh, somebody pulled, among other things, a 14-14 giant. And what was the other offending creature? A 15-15 giant. It was back-to-back. -back. Nice. Against him with a uh, Balmorth Spymaster. I mean, it could have been it could have been a sharpshooter scout. But it was a 15-15. <laughs> and now he's, he's feeling a little hurt about that. He, he could use your prayers right now. One uh, one charmer emote is one is one prayer. <laughs> Am I doing that right? Yes. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Uh, do I have any exclusive news in the new client? <laughs> Everything I know that's exclusive, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, we we have it. It's right here. Oh shit! Here it comes! Here it comes! <laughs> there, there you go. We really need to make a new screen for that, though. We do. What? The new, uh, the new, uh, <laughs> technical errors, technical difficulty screenshot will be, uh, it'll be, it'll come with a new client. <laughs> we, we need to get, uh, Bucky to make us something, I think, actually. We should. We should, we should find a way to monetize the podcast, in, unless you're already making money off it, I just don't know. And, uh, your silence speaks volumes, fucking Brutus. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> And then, we'll use, and then we'll use that money to uh, to pay Bucky to make something for us. Your bros with CVH, we can trust you. <laughs> yeah. Sir Diesel wants to know if you were recording, Charmer. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If I was or I wasn't, nobody will ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Do, 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 do. JT says the client was pretty great. He got to play at a oh, E3. It's good to see you, JT. It's good to see you. Um, are you coming to QuakeCon? Yeah, who, who in chat's coming to QuakeCon? Like, this is huge. This is Legends history, right? This is the first big Legends tournament. This is the professional scene we've been asking for. $50,000. I mean, that's more money than I'm sure a lot of people who play this game make. <laughs> it will not, however, be the first tournament ever broadcast from a QuakeCon. But don't, but don't, <laughs> but don't go look up the last one. Oh my god, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a train wreck. I think, yeah. I'm going to QuakeCon. I'll be there. I don't know yet. Yeah. Work work is legitimately trying to have me travel like the days before. Yeah. So 
if I go to QuakeCon, there might be a scenario where I'm traveling from like Sunday to Wednesday and then like might fly home to turn around and then fly to Texas like on the same day. Like yeah. I'm still trying to work out the logistics about whether or not that can be a thing. I understand. Or just try to get out of the other work travel. Dude, fuck it. Quit your job. Oh, yeah. Dude, I could just make so much money. Yeah. If I just quit my job. That I'm... Yeah. You know, I'm buying a house, Justin. But yeah. I should quit my job. Oh, sell plasma or something. <laughs> you got good plasma, right? Sell a bunch of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, what's up, Alice? <laughs> Welcome. For some reason, the name Sir Diesel is super funny because it's S-E-R. It's just my, uh, it's just my thought. <laughs> Sell a kidney, you don't need to, that's true. You guys are assuming that I have two good kidneys or that I have, like, shareable blood. <clears throat> Fun fact, I cannot donate blood ever. <laughs> Because I'm, di because I'm diabetic, not because of anything else. <laughs> Although you're, you do I, right. I was just going to say, actually, I thought it was because of the, the diabetic thing, right? Because It is, yeah. It is because of the diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't donate blood since the incident, so. Yeah. That time with you in the shower in Boston, I remember. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood tonight, man. Yeah, I know. I, it's good. I was super busy like last weekend. I didn't really have any time to do anything. And like this weekend, I got to like watch Wreck It Ralph. I, had, I I was part of a great, great group today at work. Like uh, life is going well. It's a beautiful day. Hey, Turquoise, I'm glad to have you here. Oh, the Westworld season finale is tomorrow too. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah. So I'm not caught up. up. What? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I was still one or two episodes behind. It's weird. It's like I've been dealing with a bunch of house stuff. Yeah. Have you seen the episode about... Uh, the one I with the robots? I yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, about Aketicha? About the Ghost Nation guys? No. Dude, best episode of the show, hands down. That's, uh, that's literally, I think, the one that I'm on next. Yeah. Like, I think best. I'm just before that. Just like a million times better than any episode of that show before it. I don't know, man. I really liked the uh, the samurai one. That one was great too. That one was great too. But this one, man, I've I I rarely like watch episodes of fiction TV shows more than once. So like, so here's how we bring this back, right? So that this doesn't seem like it was as off topic as it was. Did uh, you see the news that Bethesda is suing Warner Brothers? <laughs> I did, dude. Because and for the they released a, a mobile ever. Westworld game. Yeah. No, this this is this is real. Okay, <laughs> Bethesda yeah. is suing Warner yeah. Brothers. Because they yes. released a Westworld game. And the yeah. person who developed their Westworld mobile game also developed Fallout Shelter. Yes. And they think that it's such a blatant ripoff that they're suing them for copyright infringement. But in the actual, like, filing, yes. and this is the, the best part, uh, one, of the, one of the claims that Bethesda is making is that uh, they can tell that the code base for Westworld is based off of the same code base as their game because it has the same bugs that Fallout Shelter had at launch. Yes. So the, the, the most Bethesda thing you can do is be like, hey, we know our yeah. games have bugs. Those have the same bugs. We know bugs. Like, bugs are our yeah. thing, guys. You're not going to slip this one past us. 
Dude, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. The only thing that could make it better is if, like, Westworld had a backwards flying dragon or some shit. That would just really yeah. bring it home. I, I I laughed out loud reading that story. I thought yeah. it was great. Good times. Absolutely. Speaking of bugs, this is something we all need to kind of prepare ourselves for, I think. Uh, as, as guys who played in closed beta with, like, bugs for this client... <laughs> I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that something is going to slip through when the new client launches, right? I mean, oh, like, just, yeah. I, I think that, like, that what, we, what we should all kind of, like, commit ourselves to doing is just, like, responsibly reporting these things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there will be channels for that, but, like, don't be surprised. You know, it'll probably happen. You know, yeah. Not just because it's uh, an IP owned by Bethesda. <laughs> listen, listen. This is the PSA that I would give, right? When the new client yeah. launches, there will be bugs. If you think that it will be 100% yeah. bug-free, you're setting yourself up for anger and failure. There will be yes. bugs. Yes. I would say don't judge Sparky Pants on whether or not there's bugs. I would say judge yeah. them on the speed and which they address them. Because right. even the current client still has bugs. Like, Skuma yes. Underboss yes. has been an issue for since it like since it came out, right? Over a year fun, at this point. Fun, fun fact about Skuma Underboss, it works perfectly when the AI plays it. <laughs> yeah. So, with with that being said, right? Like, I would yeah. say, don't judge them on if there's bugs. I would say judge them on the the quality and timeliness of correction. Yeah. Um, because that was that was the big pitch uh, that Pete was talking about, right? Was that uh, their iterative style of development is going to allow them to do things faster and in a more timely manner? And so I right. think that's where where the highlight will hopefully really like make itself visible right like mm -hmm. yeah if you think that if you think that there won't be some bugs i'm sorry yeah blame maricon oh that's sad i'm gonna miss maricon i already miss maricon man i do too yeah i like him a lot yeah he's just he's just a fun guy he's a good dude you think sparky pants get some leeway based entirely on their name I have to admit, it's the worst company name I've ever heard. You know what? <laughs> it's been growing on me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and here's why. Because yeah. I've already, like, come up no, with, with so many different, like, calling them sparkle pants or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the ability to purposefully mispronounce that name oh, and still do yeah. something uh, fun out of it is... <laughs> Dude. It, it, like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're, Justin's dying now. So uh, if you're listening to this from the future, uh, we we obviously we mentioned Maricon, and then he spoke up in chat. Hello, Maricon. Welcome. We love you. We miss yeah, you. Yeah, I, I saw Maricon. I started laughing. And, and Justin literally started like choking on what he was drinking. Oh my god, it's good to have you here, man. Yeah, I love Maricon, man. Yeah, me too. The the, the Sparky Pants thing though, like. I literally for months thought it was Sparky Dog, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I unironically wait, said that wait, name repeatedly. When, when you were doing that, like, in your head, were you imagining, like, the little piece from Monopoly? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I did have a like, small terrier-type dog, like, in my mind. <clears throat> I really thought that that was the name of the company. Yeah, no, I've called them everything from, like, Snarky Pants, Sparkle Pants, yeah. um, Sparky Dance, like... Yeah. So many things. Oh. And at this point, like, it's just so fun. Dude, Sir Diesel has a great suggestion. Maricon needs to enter this tournament. <laughs> we know Maricon's a great player, right? Actually, Maricon might not be able to. You think so? 
I don't know. Sparky Pants has that, like, apply to be a designer thing on their website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we don't really know anything. Yeah. Speaking of you don't know anything, did you see the, <laughs> the guy who plays Jon Snow married the chick who plays Ygritte? Yeah. That's insane. That's that <laughs> blows, insane. Blows my mind. It's a good looking dude. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah. He, I think he, if I, I, think is, I lost, like, he is a very like, pretty fellow. I think I might look something like that if I lost him white. <laughs> Exe, during the e uh, Bethesda E3 presentation, I saw Maricon on the forum moderator list and I got giddy and excited. I know that guy. Yeah, we all know that guy. Americans OG, best guy. If you guys haven't played Clank, I know I plug this game all the time, but play Clank. <laughs> he plugs it because it's good for whatever yeah. that's worth. No, it's really good. I, I just got Clank in space, and now I've been playing that too. How do you it's play awesome. it if it's in space? <clears throat> Fucking magnetic boots, dude. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you watch The Expanse? No. Oh. Well, look, it's it's like it's B it's B B level TV, right? Yeah, but uh, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> no, I, here's the thing: like I've heard good things about the Expanse. I just I have time problems. I, I have to like specifically carve out time. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good show. What genre is it? Uh, I don't know, man. It's a board game. You uh, you try to not get attacked by this dragon while you're gathering treasure, and you build a deck of cards and each game's different you know when i get this new office set up and i finally get the 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 tabletop thing ready to go perhaps we can do some clank one of those nights that would be awesome that would be awesome i have no idea how you play a board game online but i would love to play with you for that matter next time we see each other i could just bring it i mean since i'll have actual room to carry stuff with me on a plane unlike last time where my bag was filled with 17 t-shirts <laughs> yeah i i'll be honest when i say uh like stream board games i think the goal is to do it in person oh get the fuck out of here all right <laughs> i don't know i might i might work out a way where i can do it no no it's uh, okay, online or whatever but like i got a group of buddies that have said to me a few times like hey man you want to like because we play board games together hey you want to stream yeah yeah and i was like yeah but i don't have like the space or the setup but yeah. in the new house will hopefully solve that problem that's what's up. That is what is up. So let's say you're building a creatureless deck, and you've already and you don't want to run mage, assassin, or uh, battle mage. What's your next go-to class? That is a that is a great question. Yeah. And I think the answer to that is crusader. For tokens. Both for tokens uh, and skeevers and hard yeah. removal. That makes sense. I can see that working. You lose Mage's Guild Retreat, but... You gain Skeevers. Skeevers, Skeevers honestly seem better. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're just more consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I get, like, Cast in the Time and, you know, Dawn's yeah. Wrath or whatever to bail me out of stuff. And Skeevers. I would probably run an Aerostorm or two, even in that list. Aerostorm's one of those cards where, like, I keep finding myself in board states where I'm like, wow, Aerostorm would be a 4 for 1 here. And then I think to myself when I'm building a deck, like, no way am I putting Aerostorm in my deck. 
now might be one of the best times ever to run Aerostorm with all the Halalu on the ladder. I agree, and it's also randomly good against Telvani deck still running Conscription too. Um, if there was ever a time for Aerostorm, it's now. But hey, I just got my Twitch drop. I got three arena tickets. Doverish, peace out, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. <clears throat> Skeev Buscemi. <laughs> JT Graphic, I know you just moved to Denver. Uh, we are shopping for a house now in Denver as well. Um, without saying too much, what neighborhood did you move to? Telvani, you might be able to find out something weird to do with Mushroom Tower and Vardvarks. What? What yeah. are you squeaking? Oh, I have some nail clippers in my hand. Well, somehow your mic is picking it up, and it was like making my head explode scanner style. Uh, my bad, brother. <laughs> did we call the new dev Thunder Britches yet? Sparky Pants Thunder Britches. Oh, I see what you did there. You expect arena videos now? I love doing arena videos. I'll tell you what we call the uh, the new dev. Not Maricon, through my tears. Oh, dude, that's... That, 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 honestly, that makes me a little sad just hearing that. Yeah, I know. It, it does. Oh, you live in Castle Rock? Right on. Sanders' parents live in Castle Rock. We live in Arvada right now. <clears throat> Casterly Rock? What? Oh, back to the Game of Thrones. Do, 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 do. <laughs> So yeah, uh, questions. I want to hear, I'll pose a question to the audience, right? Um, yeah. I want to know what people's initial reaction was when they heard the tournament announcement. Like, was it what they expected? Was it more than what they expected? Less? Did they expect something different? Yeah. You know? I want to know question. what the, the general consensus was like. Yeah. Everybody's reaction to the tournament announcement. Right now we're getting a bunch of Fs. Yeah, you pay, you press F to pay respects for, for America. I know I know that people do that, but I don't understand the origin. It's from a game. Okay. Ian says my initial reaction is incredible disappointment that I'll probably not be able to play in them. Ian, my reaction was very similar. I mean, I was super excited, but I was also disappointed in that. Immortal King says, I was sad because I knew it was another tourney I would get knocked out of in the first round. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Zenith Dragon says, I expected something along the lines of the Tessel Champion series. Shunara never expected such a huge competitive scene. Uh, M. Schmidt says, surprised about the prize pool. Prize pool. Rary Barker says, he expected nothing, but he's very excited. Aeolus TV says, I was so excited. Zenith Dragon says they expected less. Uh, Zombie Hunter 9 by 19 says, my thoughts about the tournament scene being announced was the fact that maybe people would finally shut up. <laughs> <laughs> to which Ray Ray Barker quickly says, that will never happen. JT Graphics says, it'll bring other pro CCG players to the game and increase hype. That is a, a, an interesting observation. Like, we saw, uh, just, like, the minute it was announced, um, a couple of Magic pros interacting with Pete Hines on Twitter. And he on was Twitter, trying, yeah. Trying to encourage them to enter. Uh, for me, because I played uh, Gwent quite a bit 
during the uh, beta for Gwent. Uh, I follow a, a fair few of the top-end Gwent players still on Twitter, and I saw a couple of uh, those people chattering as well, which makes sense for Gwent because they're in the middle of a giant hiatus, so I'm sure a lot of those guys are just looking for something to do in the, the interim. I did not know Gwent was still around. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're they're basically like redoing the entire game, and then the, later this year it'll come out. Like it's uh, called Homecoming or whatever. But dude, I have a great idea that would combine six players of one game with seven players of the other. Are you ready for Hand of the Gwents? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that uh, the prize pool is so similar to <laughs> hot garbage, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's... That is true. Oh, the Adventures of Dust. I'm so glad you're here, man. It's good to see you. There, El Jefe, El, El Heef. All right, it says... I'm uh, mostly excited to see what the casting scene is going to be like. I think they have casters already in place, but it'd be nice to see the community members getting involved there. It would be nice to see community members getting involved there. And if you think that you have a particular community member you really want to see involved there, you should tweet that at all the relevant people. <laughs> Specifically CVH. Yeah. <laughs> Gwent still has a pretty solid player base. Ian Bet says, I'm with Lincoln that I think the devs got lucky and I don't really and don't really understand how to make cards to their game. I agree entirely. Oh yeah, the squeak's back, sorry. Yeah, that's my bad. I, I, I will stop. Yeah, see? <laughs> Somebody else, I will pay you to stop squeaking. Yeah, I was uh I have a Patreon for that very reason. <laughs> El Jeef. Alright, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's these fingernail clippers. <laughs> Ray Ray wants more squeaking. That's awesome. Yeah. If you want more squeaking, play skeevers. That's true. You get two <laughs> squeaks. You get two squeaks every time you play that card. Give one of the tiers a chrome add-on to remove squeak. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I will mute Justin on the call if you sub to the channel. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh. Sir Diesel says, I just feel bad for CBH as the one that really wanted a competitive scene now that there is, partly because of him, he can't play. I think CVH is going to be okay. Yeah. I think he looks at this community as both like an extension of like, like his role in the community now is an ex is the ne like next natural step for what he was doing. And I think he loves this game and he loves gaming in general and being at the heart of it like he is, is a dream come true. So. Those don't cut fingernails, they cut everything. Yeah, they're pretty industrial strength. Why can't he play? Because he works at Bethesda. <laughs> When is the yeah. first qualifiers? Next Saturday. So next Sunday? Next Sunday. I thought it was Saturday. Don't listen to me. I have no idea when it is. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Alright, chat. Put your dream team of casters together for the for the finale at uh, at QuakeCon. Let's, let's see it all in chat. Yeah, the problem with that, though, is that it's going to be really weird, Justin, if I tweet my, my, my dream casting crew <laughs> out... Yeah. 
yeah. knowing that there's going to be like two people playing the game and like seven people casting. Yeah, that's all right. You oh, know what I mean? Ian Betts says that CVH plays under his alt account Cassetten. <laughs> that is what is. Up. Ian wants Brad and Schwitty. Yeah, that, that's fair. That'd be a good team. Genocide Giraffe wants CVH Lincoln Matt. Zenith Dragon wants CVH Ian Bits and Dust. Lazy Gamer and Casual Nine. I, I can't read these comments. Ian Bits and Justin. Ian Bits can't compete because I want him. Can't cast because I want him to compete. Matt, Dustin, Link. Schwitty with Mayo. Oh, Mayo would be spicy. I want uh... and Justin. I want. Who who are the people who only played like once? Like Lady Devon. Yeah. And let's get uh, uh, Crip. Let's get Calento. And Calento, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, Sukapow does make a good point. Technically, you, myself, and CVH are the tribunal gods. I would be willing to dress like one of the tribunal because, gods because because uh, he made that awesome. That's right. Photoshop. C Spence. Did you guys see that C Spence returned actually to the forums? That was pretty cool. Real, real talk. I think Matt yeah. has an amazing voice, and he would be great for it. Yeah. Do you think he would do it if he was offered, or no? Because he would have to show his face at a live event like that. Well, he was pretty explicit when we were hanging out with him that we couldn't take any pictures of him. That's what I'm asking. Like, I'm legitimately. Yeah. Like, I think that would be cool, but I I don't I even if they offered him, unless it was like an egregious amount of money, and let's be honest, it won't yeah. be. I don't think that he would do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, ha I, I lean towards him not doing it, actually, to be honest. Yeah, and I don't think that there's, like, I know some people are saying he'd wear a mask and all that, but, like, I don't think Bethesda wants for their very first, like, big stage thing some guy in a yeah. luchador mask out there. Dude, I was picturing a luchador mask, too. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Genocide Giraffe wants to know if we can say what his uh, race slash ethnicity is. Yes, he is an Argonian. I don't think we can answer that. I don't, I don't want to say anything about his appearance because he told us not to talk about it. Oh, Nothington subscribed. You're up to two now. Total. Ever. I know. He's he's uh, there for a year as well. That's a lot of uh, people who've been around for a year. Yeah. Absolutely. I should cosplay as Lady Alma Larcia. <laughs> <laughs> I have my next two cosplays planned out. That's all I can say, really. <laughs> They're pretty good ones, though. They're pretty good. I've been working on them. I, I have my next cosplay planned out as well. Congrats to, to Grimfang. Just completed a full collection of the Elder Scrolls Legends. I don't even have a full collection. I I still have 99% on the OG set because I keep soul-trapping Necreen. <laughs> Yeah, I every time I start to get close, I start soul trapping a bunch of cards I don't play to make premiums of ones that I do. So, yeah, I'm finally at a point now where where I really do have 100 percent of everything except for Nacreen, which is kind of a choice. Um, so now I'm keeping my premiums, which is the first time that's happened. <clears throat> I finally crafted like I think the last card I needed was a third Frost Giant for something I was doing, so I crafted that the other day. Matt Oblivion wearing a Justin mask while casting with Justin. Uh, there are photos of Matt Oblivion with my face. 
Justin is under NDA for his own cosplay. Will he fuck up and release details early and break the NDA? I've left hints. <laughs> but they're so oblique, you'll, you'll never pick up on them until... Real, real talk, gang. The number of times that I have to say to Justin on an almost daily basis, don't, 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 <laughs> is much, much higher than you would ever imagine. Yeah. Look, Charmer keeps me in line. We, we both come at this this whole experience, this whole community, uh, this whole content creation thing from, like, uh, we have a lot in common, but we have a lot of, like, d things that are not in common as well. Um, and we balance each other out, I'd like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I am, like, as right-brained a person as, like, you can get, like, as far as, like, feelings and, in, you know, spontaneous behavior and stuff like that. Even, like, after everything I've gone through and all the changes I've made, now I'm just, like, not actively destroying my life all the time. But I'm still, like, a very compulsive, like, impulsive person. <laughs> Charmer keeps me grounded. Yeah. And I I am perhaps the exact opposite. I'm not saying yes. that I can't be spontaneous, because I certainly can. Yeah. But uh, I'm typically much, much, much more measured and yes. controlled. So it yes. works out. Yes. It does work out. It's nice. It's a good combo. Which one is the wacky I... one and which one is Jack Lemon? <laughs> I don't know. We're both kind of wacky. You guys, you're really missing out by never having hung out with Charmer in person, too, because... Um, oh, yeah. It's, that's he, an experience. He lets his hair down a little bit, so to speak, in person. He, he, the dad jokes come you know, more regularly than they do on the podcast. Like, it, It's good. It's good. JT Graphics says literally Justin doesn't know how to use a computer and Charmer teaches them. Yeah, that is a big part of also, it. Also, fun fact, even though Justin is far more, like, spontaneous and I would dare say has, like, some impulse control issues, uh, yeah. he's a lot more, like, introverted and reserved in person, whereas I will talk to literally anyone about anything. Yeah. Complete yeah, strangers, doesn't matter. I don't really like strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's a lot more stranger danger, and I'm a, a lot more like, ooh. Yeah. They're, we're both balky. Impulse control. Yeah. Justin doesn't like strangers. Well, it's just like that baby blue suit at PAX. Introverts unite. No, I'm I'm I am fine talking to strangers. I just <laughs> Matt Death says I witnessed him greet everyone who walked into the hotel and hoped it was Matt. <laughs> that is true. I did that for like an hour. <laughs> no, for context, Dust, you need to know that when we were in Boston, Sandra and Charmer and I went to this coffee shop because we were just wandering around waiting for CBH to show up, and all the tables tables were full. But we didn't know this until after we ordered coffee in the like the store's like big like porcelain glasses, so like your cups. So, like we had to sit down in the store while we and well, it was pouring. Rain it outside. was pouring rain, so we weren't going anywhere right. anyway. And um, <clears throat> and we. <laughs> Charmer just goes up to this young woman she's like 19 and is like hey can we sit with you and she's like uh and I was like great then, we're sitting with you and we yeah. boxed her in so she couldn't get out and then Charmer proceeds to talk to her for like two hours I don't even know about what because I tuned out remember she was like in biochem because she was going to work in Petro because no, her family was from overseas really no I don't I don't remember any of this Oh, well. <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, she asked why we were in town, and then we were like, well, we're we're here for, what was it, PAX? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Can we sit with you? We play card games. Yeah, we didn't lead off with the, like, card games part. It was just a, hey, this yeah. is packed. And, like, she was alone at a booth. And so there was three open seats. Um, LLG. Uh, she started talking to Sandra at some point, too. Yeah, I, I, I did just tune out. Yeah. I was CVH came, too, and I was talking to him for a while. Did time. she indicate at any point in that two hours how badly she wanted to leave but felt too awkward to do so? I mean, she took, like, photos with us. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, I, I put them even on Twitter. So, the, the short answer is yes. Clearly, she wanted to go, and we were holding her hostage. But she was very, very nice, very friendly. Right. Told us a lot of great places to go to, like, eat. Um, oh, we went to one of them, didn't we? Yeah. Like, we went to that Italian place. Yeah, yeah, and I, that ended up being really good. Like, I, she made great recommendations. Those photos were for proof of life. Yeah. <laughs> well, her, she did say her family was pretty wealthy, so. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she's from some Middle Eastern country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Some, like, yeah, like UAE or something like that. Never go to this to a second place. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, I mean, we would have sat with somebody else if she would have said no. Yeah. Just it was just so funny because like we got our coffee and Justin's holding holding the platter right, and he's just like standing in this room looking around like I don't know what to do now. Yeah. That's so true. I I did what any sociopath does and I made an executive decision and then. Yeah. Dust. What has dust done? What did I miss? I don't understand. We we bought a coffee or something too. Oh, Dust and Aeolus is playing in, are playing against each other. So what's up? Ooh, I'm gonna spectate this match. <laughs> so what other what other questions do people have, or what do what do people want to talk about? Yeah, what's on everybody's mind? <laughs> Zenith doesn't drink coffee? Oh, man. I don't understand how that works. I have a cup of coffee to get to work. I have a cup of coffee at work to start working, and then I drink about three or four more. All right. Surely you know how some I... people put, like, cream and sugar in their coffee? I put coffee in my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You don't like the taste? Look, nobody likes to taste coffee. <laughs> That's not why you drink it. I actually That's do now. Like, you do? Yeah, I do now. I didn't when I first started, obviously. but I mean, I'm kind of used to it, but I mean, it's not like I think... Like, I like coffee-flavored things, but coffee itself, I, I can't say that I really look forward to the flavor. Oh, here's a good question for you, Justin. What is the best underappreciated deck that will take over the meta in the next month? Uh, I'll let you answer first. Tokens variants would be my answer. You're not far off. My official answer is going to be Control Archer that's skeever based uh, that Ray Ray has built. Uh, it's better than it looks on paper by a long shot, and it's actually a lot of fun. That's what's up. I'm planning on recording with that deck this weekend. <clears throat> I haven't played it yet. 
I think that in the right meta, I think that mid-range Dagoth and Control Dagoth are both strong decks. We just don't live in that world right now. So like, <clears throat> if the you know if the right other kinds of decks are on the ladder, that deck becomes real good. What, what feature are you looking forward to the most uh, at the new release? Um, the in-game tournament client, so I can play creatureless decks against people. Yeah. So for me, I would I would preface this with saying uh, we are getting new features for sure, but the uh, the very first version, so what we would call like 2.0, probably won't have a ton in the way of like brand spanking new features because. Um, I was talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, but like order number one is making sure that the new client works as good as the existing one and you don't want to introduce unknown variables into that. So I doubt we're going to get like a ton of new stuff like right out of the gate. Yeah. But then immediately after, right, in a short time after, I would expect to start seeing things. And when we do start getting those new things, um, I am personally really interested in any button that allows me to dust... Uh, all of my cards where if I have the premium version, it gets rid of the common version and or vice versa. Yeah. Um, they want a link to the deck. I can post a link to it since I, I have it up and I have permissions. Um, where is it? That's a creatureless deck. That's also a creatureless deck. <laughs> oh, man. Where the hell is it? Here we go. Alright, here is the Ray Ray deck that we've been talking about. <clears throat> Can we get a Ray Ray Barker guest appearance in the podcast? Yeah, Ray Ray is part of the Elite Two-Time Member Club, which I think just also consists of CVH and Ian, right? Uh, you are correct. Yeah. We've got some other people that we still want to get on, but trying to work yeah. out schedules and whatever so we keep trying to get uh emma kayla on yep. um i still want to have <laughs> just a lazy gamer on yep uh, uh matt link i'd like to have both of those on yeah they're on my list anyway i want dust on dust yes yeah um at, you know I didn't interact with him a lot before we we went to Bethesda HQ, but I would love to get Santos Vela done. That dude was really yeah. cool to talk to in person. I agree. That would be pretty sweet. I knew Santos Vela and I were going to be friends when <laughs> he was drinking something out of a soda fountain. He goes, this tastes like cough syrup. Have you never tried cough syrup? Anybody ever drink cough syrup for fun? I was like, oh, I drink cough syrup for fun. He's like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we got do we speak French? No. No, we don't speak French. The Santos Villa speaks English. I'll speak French between your legs. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shinara wants a podcast with evil tuna fish. Please, please, nobody uh, make a clip of that as I'm thinking back. Yeah. It did taste like cough syrup, though. It was so bad, yeah. No, it wasn't the root beer. It was the birch beer, right? Wasn't it birch beer? S uh, sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla? It was I don't know. I don't... I think I'm... Look, Evil Tuna Fish is clearly somebody's, like, character alt, so... <laughs> 
It's not me. I will say it's not me. Uh, that's how you get a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tweet me that clip. I'll repost it. <laughs> Thanks, gang. I'll also tag his wife in it. <laughs> hey, man, you're not supposed to say you're going to tag another man's wife. Uncalled oh, for. Shit. Oh, my bad. Them's fighting words. My bad. <laughs> Them's fighting words, Justin. <laughs> I mean, as it is, I don't know if you guys know this. Let me see if I can pull it up. Like, the most viewed clip on my entire channel is uh, one where I'm talking about I have ten guys inside me, so. <laughs> this episode is going deep. We are going deep. As the proprietors of a successful show, have you guys considered a spinoff? You can do the fun podcast, like, you know the interactive podcast separately, and generate twice the advertising revenue. Oh, man, unfortunately, two times zero is still zero. <laughs> I gotta watch this real quick. Alright. I'm yeah. watching. That's not good enough. Let's get five more guys <laughs> and put them inside me. Next thing you know. Then I just got ten. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. It's very progressive of you, Charmer. It's very oh, well. progressive of you. I ended up having to have surgery as a result of that. True story. That's what I was, I was telling that story when that got clipped. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, we would like to have Link on. Absolutely. We, we have a list. Like, it's just... Yeah. Here's the problem. When we don't have people on, it's not because we don't want to, and it's it's mostly because <laughs> literally, like, Justin will send me an, a message, like, three hours before we start, like, hey, we having a podcast tonight? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. 33 episodes in, this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah. We're basically pros. Yeah. We gotta do some more in the field. Like, Justin and Charmer bring legends to... QuakeCon. Well, yeah. Look, one way or another, we're getting our asses there. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we gotta hold it to Pete. When he was a guest on, he said we should get you guys to QuakeCon. We gotta hold him to it. You're right! He did say that! He did. That's something that was... Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm holding that. Like, I'm gonna go back and find that clip. And then I'm just going to send it to him in, like, a direct message on Twitter. Bring I try not to bother him because he's, like, a super busy, important person. But every now and then I send him something. Yeah. Uh, and he'll just re reply with a laugh. Yeah, same here. Like, uh, what was it? Here, here's the last thing I sent to him. This was uh, five days ago. It says, I've seen exactly zero of Starfield, and yet I fully believe it is already better suited to physically protect me in real life than the entire Space Force Trump has envisioned. Food for thought. <laughs> yeah, Pete's great. Yeah. Fun fact, the first couple times I interacted with him, I had no idea who Pete Hines was. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I thought maybe he was a designer on the game or something. <laughs> Maybe. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Pete was on the show, Superpower. He's one of the... Here's, here's the real problem with our guest list, is that when we first decided to do a podcast, we were like, oh, let's make a list of everybody we'd ever want on. And Pete Hines was the top of the list, and we just asked him, and he was like, sure. And then we <laughs> didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was like the third episode or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But that was a really good episode. That was. We talked about something that like we that we've seen come to fruition, haven't we? 
Wasn't like uh, he asked us what we would want to spend our money on or something like that, right? No, that's a sore spot. Don't go down that path. Okay. That's like a direct reason why we're getting a new client. Because he did, and we were like, hey, better avatars, like more alternate art. And then oh, he yeah. and then he was like, yeah, Maricon, because Maricon was in chat. He's like, wouldn't it be nice if we added all these things? And then here we are like a year later and whatever, and it still hasn't been a thing. And yeah, that's a sore spot. Let's not do that. Fair enough. So, uh... So... <laughs> About Elder Scrolls Blades and the announcement of Elder Scrolls 6, as I very hastily try to change the subject. How excited is everybody for potentially Elder Scrolls Blades later this year? Because I know that I uh, am really excited and I'm hoping for some awesome cross-promotion stuff. And I'm hoping that when people start looking for Blades, that that'll get Legends more exposure uh, in... Uh, you know, like the, the Google Play Store and, you know, the Apple app market, yeah. etc. Um, yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet today, but I think that that is, that is a worthy discussion. Yeah. This reminds me of when I told CVH that uh, le legend rank players should, should have early access to Starfield. <laughs> I agree. Legend rank players should get early access to uh, Elder Scrolls Blades as well. I've already yeah. signed up for the beta or whatever it is, early access, whatever it was. I signed up for it, but yeah, don't think I don't send CVH messages like, "Hey, man." I've literally seen you begging CVH for access to Blades. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I want to play Blades, but let me play Blades, all right? I yeah. will. I've got Legends on my phone, and then when I don't have enough time to play Legends, I have a bunch of other like random games on my phone. I'll uninstall them all right now. Yeah. Jurassic World Alive, you are gone, sir, if I get Elder Scrolls Blades. What? Just a Jurassic Park game for the phone? Yeah, I play a, I play a Jurassic Park game that's on my phone. It's basically Pokemon Go, but you hunt dinosaurs, and I do it because my kids like it. So Dude, that sounds awesome. It, it is kind of cool. My brother actually had a proposal. If you were level 50 in Elder Scrolls Legends, you could access to Elder Scrolls 6 12 hours before everyone else. We'd gain literal millions of new players. Yeah, we would. That's why I suggested the thing about Starfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I I'm excited about Blades. Uh, especially since like you could apparently like go to other like your friends' like houses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like city I like building. Yeah, I do too. Like that's why that's all I've ever done in Fallout 4 is build settlements. Well, that's because they need your help. They do, apparently. This, this dude shows up every time I go anywhere, like, just looking for supplies to build up my settlements. He's like, hey, bro, you gotta come back. <laughs> oh, man. Why does Tesla need millions of new players? Um, here's why, Wabenji. Um, when I finish, like, mediocrely in Legend, um, yeah. I'm in a certain percent of the top players in the world but if we have uh like two million more accounts that nobody does anything on then technically i'm that much higher percentage so it makes me feel better uh, for the mediocre amount of work that i put into it i'm gonna i'm gonna step outside my role as co-host here for a second link uh you should be the guest on our podcast next episode <laughs> you're in chat right now and we'll forget to ask you between now and then <laughs> like we so, do every uh, week yeah you should totally be the guest next episode. If you'd like to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no pressure, but chat will boo you if you don't agree to it. Yeah, it would be sweet. 
we uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the upcoming tournament and all that. So. And Elder Scrolls Animal Crossing, what is that? Animal Crossing was, I don't even know how to describe this game. It's like cutesy. It's kind of like city building and you like make friends. I don't even know. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I played it so long ago. I didn't play any any of the uh, the newer versions. That's why I'm kind of blanking. Like I played the original Animal Crossing when it came out, but that was like what 15 years ago, maybe more. Okay, I remember Frogger. Like I feel like I was in my teens. So no, it's not like that kind of Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <sighs> Frogger was what's up. Yeah. OG. Yeah. What else have I been playing lately? Oops. Santa and I bought The Sims 4 tonight. Yeah? I'm sorry. Yeah. Looked like fun. I want to hear more from Frogger. Him, him as a guest, too. <laughs> oh, man. What else have I been doing lately with Legends? I wrote a script for a first episode of a new Loser to Legends series. I actually wrote a script. Uh, Zenith asked if I meant the one on GameCube or the original original, which was like Animal Forest or something on SNES. I mean the one on GameCube, because that was the first one called Animal Crossing. I know the other one you're talking about, but GameCube was the one that I was uh, first starting on. We have... Uh... We have a PS4 and a Switch, and we have, like, two games for each, and we don't use them. We have I... Mario We have Mario for the Switch, and we have Mario Kart for the Switch, and we play Mario Kart sometimes. Um, and for PS4, we have Skyrim um, and GTA V and one other game, but I can't remember what it is. There are so many first-player games that are, like, PS4 exclusives that are either currently out or coming out in the near future that I want to play and I don't own one. I desperately want one. I don't own any consoles right now. I haven't owned a console. Uh, the last console I bought was like day one first gen PS3 if that tells you anything. So um, that's really something sorely missing from my life. I have a PC and a phone and that's all of my gaming experience right now. Yeah. Lakeview Estate Extended. Sounds like a <clears throat> 80s horror porno. It kind of does, right? Yeah. Sibling 2023 says, yeah, our PS4 is mostly used for Netflix and streaming stuff. Yeah, we do that too. Like, half of the year we have CBS All Access for Survivor, Amazing Race, and Star Trek now. We have Hulu and Netflix and YouTube Red and something else. Oh, Amazon Prime. Did you know that if you have a YouTube Red subscription, 
uh, and you watch people's content, then they get like money for that. I I know exactly. Like, in, instead of like having to click the ads and whatever. Yeah. No, I know exactly how much money my channel gets from those guys. <laughs> I was mostly saying that for other people. Oh yeah, yeah. Please sign up for, you <laughs> sign up for YouTube Red and then create a playlist with all my videos on it and AFK it. Yeah, don't do that, because by him saying that out loud now, if he were to do that, then he would get his channel banned. Are you serious? Yes, I'm dead serious. You are not allowed to do that. This is why you keep me around. I keep you in check. Fuck. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, don't, don't do that. We yeah. want to keep Justin's channel around. Yeah, please don't do that. But also just know that if you're trying to support somebody, and you have yeah. YouTube Red, that all you have to do is watch. Yes. Dude, the new YouTube analytics thing has, like, a shocking... Like, the, the thing that's in beta, do you have access to this? Which one? There's, an, like, impressions and, and click-through rate is in the YouTube analytics studio beta. I don't know, like, this appeared... This tab appeared recently. I have, like, shocking amounts of information now about, like, what people do, how they get to the channel, like, what, how they're, what they're watching... Like, where they're coming from before they're coming to my channel. <laughs> it's astounding, actually. I, like, what words people search in Google resulting in, like, how much time the person who searched that word and then clicked through into my videos watched. Like, this data is just, like, remarkable. Like, Sorry. did you know that I'm the number one search result on YouTube? in terms of click-through rate for people who are looking on YouTube for Lish's Ascension deck building guide. <laughs> Some of this is disappointing. One of the most searched terms in addition to Elder Scrolls Legends is Halalu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was, uh, I was distracted because my wife was sending me messages. Um, there's like a local, I don't know, Facebook group thing. I don't know. Cause I'm not on Facebook, something like that, but, uh, yeah. it's like to our area code and it's, uh, this group for what they call, uh, I think she calls it the to catch a predator thing, but I think it's just for like people who might be trying to creep on underage people. What? And she sent me a message that was like, Hey, uh, is this your brother? This totally looks like him. And it's totally my brother. It's a hundred percent. Like, no, no, no questions asked. My brother is trying to uh, hit up 16-year-olds. Um, and I'm not even shocked by that. It's not like it would be the first time. Oof. But just one of those things that you're just like, oh, that's not what I was expecting to see tonight. Wow. I'm yeah, if you guys don't know, I come from a toxic waste dump of the DNA pool. Um, the fact that I'm even a semi-functioning human being is... Uh, a Cthulhu-sized miracle when you factor in uh, my siblings, my parents, even most of my extended family, my married-in family. Yeah, so. Yeah. It, yeah. Fair enough. So that'll, that'll be something else I'll have to sort out in the near future, and I'll be late on streaming or videos for. <clears throat> Hang in there, brother. We'll talk later. <laughs> I mean, talk. it's... It's, yeah. Uh, Nickel Queen, are we ever gonna get a, a stream on Twitch ever? I have streamed six or seven times now. 
I predict the next time I stream will be uh, will mm. involve. Hmm, how do I answer this question? <laughs> yeah, just say uh, it'll happen again. You're you're trying to buy a house, right? So yep. I would say that the next time you stream and or are live like that will be when you are in a new location. Yes, that sounds reasonable. When you are not where you are now. Yes, there will be more streaming in the future. I'm, I'm currently... far better at this than you are. Yeah, I'm like all over the place tonight. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really energized. Like I'm feeling good. Like I I've been having a great day, great week. We haven't done the podcast in a couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I stream from time to time. I streamed in costume one time for like three hours. That was great. Uh, Ian just takes that as a personal challenge. I think that's the Lich's Ascension thing. I understand. Um, by the way, the search result that my channel brings up that has the highest view duration is by a significant margin. If you search for TES Legends Dagoth, your average view duration on my channel is 32 minutes, which is 20 minutes longer than the next 50, next 49 search results. Uh, there's just an insane amount of data now in this new YouTube thing. Yeah, I don't look at it because um, I don't have nearly enough... In my opinion, I don't have enough data to actually show what's driving it. Like, yeah. I've got, what, like a quarter of your subs and probably less uh, in terms of views per video. Like, I'm... Mm. I'm small fish on the old YouTube arena. Well, I mean, the YouTube numbers have been like... I mean, I obviously, I have no idea how many active players Legends actually has at any time. But my YouTube numbers have been, the numbers have been good since about late February, early March. It's it's been a significant uptick. Oh, I'm I'm minor up. It's just yeah. minor minor the uh, I like to call my channel the what to do when you've watched all of Justin's stuff channel because then people are like, oh, I I want to watch more, but I'm already current. <laughs> I guess I'll go over here. I've been the. Uh... I've been watching a lot, of, a lot of Dragon Tamer Blade stuff lately. He's been playing some interesting decks. Yeah, he does good stuff. I agree. Nickel Queen says, "Is there no one searching M Nicole ninety BMing Singleton Halalu Justin Larson?" Uh, I mean, if they're looking for a game where Singleton Halalu beats M Nicole ninety, like I can direct them towards a video where that happens. <laughs> Trump and Hearthstone is the I'm out of Firebat's video, guys. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like Firebat. I think that I, I probably have a very similar uh, delivery and demeanor to Trump as well. So yeah. that's that's probably me. Look, when it comes to Hearthstone YouTube content creators, though, like no one beats Dane. Dane is the only guy I still watch, and I haven't played Hearthstone in forever. Do, 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 do. Firebat is the I'm out of Kibler videos, guys. Yeah, Kibler makes good content too, but Dane is the only one I watch anymore. I like Kibler's stuff. I still watch that from time to time. Yeah, no, he seems like a real cool dude. I just, just not into it anymore. I just don't like Hearthstone. <laughs> Dane is about sixty percent memes and forty percent accent. Yeah, that accent's amazing. That's I've all you need. Yeah, I've been studying his accent. It's glorious. I wish I could do an accent. Yeah. I can't. It sounds so bad. Like even when I try, it's so it's so bad. It sounds like I'm trying to do a bad accent on purpose, and I'm not. Like it's just. It's not have good. you? Uh, 
have you happened to been have you happened to watch the uh National Geographic Picasso Genius show? No. Well, it's got Antonio Banderas and playing old Picasso and this young guy playing young Picasso, right? And I've been I've been watching a lot of it and I think I can do Antonio Banderas' accent perfectly. <laughs> so, I'll answer the next question as Antonio Banderas. <laughs> As soon as one shows up. <clears throat> Sir Diesel writes, Never played Hearthstone, but why is everyone leaving and how do we keep that from happening to Tessel? Well, Sir Diesel, I shall tell you. You release a brand new client with all sorts of new features, alongside of which you launch a $50,000 grand tournament scene. And it's going to be magnificent, I swear to you. This is just, I was going to say, this is just Puss in Boots. That's how fucking Antonio Banderas <laughs> talks. <laughs> That is Antonio Banderas. I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why we were making that joke, dude. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's leaving Tessel. Like, I'm, I'm leaving Tessel. Oh. I'm done. Yeah. This is my last podcast, Justin. I didn't want to break the news to you, but... I actually have a horrible fear that one day that will happen. <laughs> that I'll become some artifact pro? Uh, that for some reason or another, you won't be doing the podcast anymore with me. <laughs> Well, yeah, it'll be because I'm dead, Justin. I can't do it from beyond the grave. You are, like, five months older than me. <laughs> I didn't like... say it was from natural causes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm much less healthy than you. Yeah. <laughs> that may be true, but I'm much more like Hemingway than you. Oh! I have a cat. <laughs> Hemingway and I are like this as far as cats go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are leaving Hearthstone. That's cool. Uh, my numbers always pretty much seem to reflect like the activity on the Reddit, which I use can like sometimes as an indication of how popular the game is. And ever since, like things have been on the an uptick since for me since December, and dramatically so since March. Um, but then, like, they were on the decline from a month after Skyrim launched until December. <clears throat> yeah, I think that the biggest problem is that even if a lot of people did leave Hearthstone tomorrow, let's say, right? Let's just say whatever reason there's a mass exodus. There's still no guarantee they're going to end up here. Because one of the biggest stigmas about this game is that it's just a Hearthstone-like clone. Which, yeah. there are similarities, right, in, in the core uh, mechanics, but they're not the same, and they are wildly different. But when you have that stigma, if somebody yeah. is already upset at Hearthstone, the last thing they want to do is go find a game that's just like Hearthstone. So, yeah. right or wrong, um, if there ever is a big mass exodus of Hearthstone, I wouldn't imagine a lot of those players immediately coming here. I would imagine they would go try something else, so... That that is something worth considering. I mean, I mean, like I have the Bethesda launcher, or Bethesda Jesus. Uh, I have the Blizzard launcher like on my desktop because I play Heroes of the Storm almost every day, and I never feel any desire whatsoever to launch Hearthstone. I have it on my uh, like bar, and I can't even tell you the last time I clicked it. Yeah. Oh, I can. It was last year, and it was for Overwatch. Oh, okay. I recorded a video, actually, where I uninstalled Hearthstone, but 
several people told me not to release that video. <laughs> the familiarity of Tesla's mechanics to Hearthstone players can make for a quicker integration. Well, I think a lot of us who came from the closed beta, <clears throat> who came to the closed beta, came there from Hearthstone, like I did. Yeah. I mean, here's the like here's the thing. It, it would make for potentially a quicker integration, but let's just say, hear me out, right? Let's put on our empathy hats. I'm upset with Hearthstone. So even if I do want to play another game that's like Hearthstone, right? And I come to Legends, one of the complaints I may have had about Hearthstone for a long time was RNG. Now, again, this is all about perception, not about reality, right? I'm not saying this is a right or wrong view. I'm just saying empathize with somebody who's never played Tessel. They're a refugee from Hearthstone. They come here and they hit the prophecy system. Yeah. Right? Or they hit uh, Belmora Spymaster or whatever. You and I both know that, like, these are either, like, in the case of Prophecy, not, like, necessarily true RNG, or in the case of Belmore Spymaster, not something that shows up, uh, you know, every, like, once in, you know, 100 games or whatever. But I'm just saying that there's a reason that we don't see the big migration when people do get fed up with Hearthstone, and it's because the games are similar enough to make for, like, integration to be swift, but they're yeah. also similar enough in the way that if somebody is already like, there's also the uh, the sunk cost fallacy too, right? Like, why would they want to jump here if they're gonna feel like it's so similar to Hearthstone? And again, right or wrong, um, it doesn't matter. It's about perception. So, yeah. Look, look. Texas Hold'em's a better version of poker than five card stud, <laughs> but. You, you wouldn't have Texas Hold'em without five card, right? And it's easy to pick up five card if you know te- or Texas if you know five card, right? But they're very, very similar games. But the, you know, the, the shittier version had to come first. This is how Hearthstone Legends works. Legends kind of stands on the backs of giants, you know, dating all the way back to Magic. Uh, Legends just does what it does better than anybody else, in my opinion. Dude, I'm reading through the Reddit posts. Like, CBH is a, is a trooper, man, putting up with some of this bullshit. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine dealing with these people. You know what? Oh. I'm sure that it seems like really shitty until you remember he's getting paid for it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, now. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. But I mean, I, I, I have to say, like, he's done a really impressive job, like, answering all these questions. Because some people just go on and on and on. Like, at least when people get upset about my Hive Offender posts, I can be like, uh, <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> right? Because, like, what I'm writing is, like, intentionally absurd. Like, this is, like, conveying, like, stuff that people are really passionate and concerned about. And I can't imagine, like, the stress of, like, dealing with their feelings about these sorts of things. That's, that's pretty easy to do, though. You just don't care about their feelings. It's not really in me. Yeah, I know. I know, Justin. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Justin is a troll? Yeah. I mean, kind of. I don't know. I'm super I'm super positive on, on I don't know, I try to be pretty supportive. 
Am I a troll? Kind of, I guess. You are you are a troll. You are right. a, you are a lowland troll. It's the best kind. What impact do we think Magic the Gathering Arena will have on Tesla? None. Magic the Gathering Arena is boring. Yeah, I don't think it'll have any impact. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, it'll have some impact. I'm sure there will be some players that will go and play it, but I don't think that it'll be a lot. Yeah. I'm not particularly fond of uh, Magic Arena, and I don't think that it will be... Um, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I, maybe I hope I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't think it'll be a big, massive hit for a number of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I would agree with Chad. I think Artifact will be the, the thing that has the potential to cause the biggest impact. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to try Artifact. Yeah, I've been up front from the get-go. Like, I'll... Yeah. I'll play Artifact as well. Oh, yeah. I play just about every card game that comes out. Yeah, I mean, like, when, when I'm talking about other games, like, it's not like all I play is Legends. Like, I was in the Gwent Closed Beta. I was in the Late Hand of the Gods. I was in the... I'm, I was in the MTG Arena Closed Beta. Yeah, I was too. It's pretty easy to get into these things. And, yeah. uh... You know, none of, I just don't like any of them nearly as much as I like Legends. They announced a million dollar prize pool right off the bat. Uh, Artifact did, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Artifact does, uh, even from a gameplay perspective, from what I've seen from it, have a lot of things that I think are interesting, and I look forward to seeing how they work. But yeah, but that's just it. Uh, that's why I think Artifact will have a much bigger uh, impact than Arena will, because it's going to be new, right? Yeah. You know what you're getting with Magic Arena. You're getting Magic just online right yeah. like we've already got magic and it's been around for decades and then on top of that we've got magic uh you know mtgo that's been around for right. a bit and then right. arena wait sure it might be more polished there there's some cool effects there's things like that but the the yeah. truth is is that uh magic is a physical card game it's designed as a physical card game it'll always be bound to the physical card game and you're you're yeah. you're just under those things where uh you look at something like artifact it's new it's with a popular yeah. IP from a popular developer. Um, it's got big names behind the design team of it. And then, like, the gameplay mechanics are pretty interesting from the, like, you know, two whole matches that we've got to see recordings of. But um, it, it's still oh. enough to make me go, like, oh, I could see how this works. And I can see where uh, the skill is involved with this game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that Artifact is a much much bigger chance of uh having an impact than arena would dude malibu barbas <laughs> says also excited for go fish's new expansion her reading some new numbers hoping for umpteen <laughs> umpteen is one of my favorite numbers and ray ray barker says as soon as uno nerf draw four i'm going straight back <laughs> that's what's up bucket fridge is new here say hello hello bucket fridge nice to see you yeah i'm not gonna lie man if i and i've said it before but i mean it this is not a joke if we ever have a meta where belmora spymaster is a, an, an integral part of the meta and not something i just occasionally run into i will quit the game i will stop playing i will still do the podcast with justin but like <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> i'm just letting you know that's fair <laughs> Uno sucks since the last expansion. Yeah, Dose really brought things down. 
Yeah, fun, uh, fun fact, Ultra Assassin, one of my favorite decks to play, still don't put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it, when I build decks where I actually want to consistently win, I'm not going to put Spymaster in it. I play Spymaster because it makes for good video clips and I find it entertaining, but I don't want it to be a competitive card. Dust says it, <laughs> Spymaster counters Drain Vitality Wipes. <laughs> Why would the expansion to Uno be Dos? Yeah, Dos uh, is the sequel. What's that? The, what's, the, what's the expansion called then? Uh, it would clearly be Ooh Yes instead of Uno. Ayudame, Parquet. Ayudame. Oh my god. Uno point five. Yeah. Uno Dios mío. Dos as in MS Dos. Dios mio. Yeah. Dios mio, exactly. <laughs> right. Good times. Oh, there it is. There's the first good times of the night. He's officially checking out. <laughs> it's starting to happen. Yep. I'm still like happy and I'm still having a good time. But so if you're new to if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> the minute that Justin starts saying good times and trailing off is the exact moment in time where he is starting to fade for the evening because he's up way past his bedtime. Yeah. Uno Moss is very, very good. Hey, Corey Milhouse. It's good to see you, man. Or should I call you by your street name, C. Spence? <laughs> Zombie Hunter 9 by 19 says, I have Spymaster become a hand of Dagoth when pulling a hand off of Alter. Not sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Bucket Fridge says, damn, I didn't know that these were this popular. There's a who's who of streamers in here. Uh, I mean, like, it's a place for people in the community to get together and, like, unwind, you know, after a week of playing Legends. Yeah, we're not, we're not popular. Look. Let me, let well, me open up the, uh, the section here. I don't know, I'm pretty popular. <laughs> uh, we, we are number six in the section while, uh, live recording this right now. Um... <laughs> Behind at least three rebroadcasts, uh, a jar of mayo, <laughs> and uh, somebody like Fuba, Fuba, gynecological something. I don't know. But the point is, we are not popular, and we never pretend to be. So, Corey says, "Come be on our podcast." He said to me at PAX, "Here I am. Get called C Spence in chat." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I do really like you and your decks. <laughs> Fubagayan is just all the people who are AFK on Link's stream. Fair enough. Well, either way. Yeah. <laughs> Dust says good times. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Good, good times. That's, I'm that's just like... I'm just out of stream of consciousness stuff. Like I've exhausted my reserves. Yeah, of <laughs> nonsense to talk. All right, so let's uh, let's say last last round of questions then, since Justin is clearly fading. We're at our two hour mark anyway. We're about on on pace. Absolutely, this has been a good episode. We hit our stride. Yeah, it's been going on for two hours, man. Sometimes we go three hours when we <laughs> have something yeah. stupid to talk about. It's usually about two hours. We try to do like an hour of talking, then we open it up to uh, chat discussion for an hour. Yeah. Um, 
we used to try to keep things down to like the goal from day one and always has been uh yeah. an hour right yes. a one hour podcast uh yes. we have never come close to that not once no. um so now we don't even try yeah uh we should show some games in the podcast we could do an episode where we just played meta decks against each other and like laughed about it while we did it yeah my only concern with something like that is it doesn't translate well to the the future audio like we already have some uh questionable choices you know we'll put things on screen um we'll do reveals and things like that and uh, this does get released uh, on youtube but it also gets released on uh itunes google play stitcher things like that and so uh we try um to keep the audio audience in mind as best we can Absolutely. Corey Millas wants to know what the best color combination to play Unite the Houses is. Uh, I have a thought on this. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, whenever I do it, I play Dagoth with uh, Telvanni in a very close second. But for me, I think that uh, Battle Mage's Onslaught and Plunder are worthy includes. Fair enough. Um, most of the time, I play it in Tribunal uh, because I... Well, I just built a deck that could stall forever and eventually win with Unite the Houses. Um, But I think that the the stronger deck is either either Dagoth or um, Telvanni. Just because Dagoth, you have all of the RNG card card generators. Like, you have uh, Battle Mage's Onslaught, which you don't have in Telvanni. Telvanni has Telvanni Cat's Paw, which a 3 Magicka is a really cheap way to activate uh, unite the houses with other, in conjunction with you, you know that, that gives you six magic worth of other cards to play from hand in one turn um, the reason I like personally play tribunal is that in a support tribunal shell uh, you can drop supports onto the board which are less likely to get removed and set up a win over several turns if your combo creatures and supports are more expensive that you get off the RNG cards yeah yeah I just I really like onslaught and plunder because they put the resulting cards into your hand and i think that the power is assembling stuff in your hand so your opponent doesn't know how close you are and then just vomiting them all in one turn so yeah Yeah, yellow blue green would be amazing yellow blue green would have access to the correct colored supports jarl balgriff which plays three colors for seven magicka and unite the houses so you could have two supports and play jarl balgriff and win Yalbrogriff is, of course, a one of in a 75-card deck, but... Yeah. I tried to make it work in Tribunal because of Spellsword Summoning once. Yeah, I run that in mine. It's just a fun card to play. Again, a card that... Well, actually, you know, as far as, like, RNG offensive cards go, I don't mind Spellsword Summoning at all, no matter what it pulls. Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. <clears throat> I mind terribly because I've Malibu. lost I've lost a game before to somebody getting Ungulum and then their next two draws were assassins. Oh yeah. Uh, Malibu Barbus. I think that a lot of good Unite the Houses decks run Barter to get rid of their extra copies of Unite the Houses and to get cards to trigger their own Unite the Houses. So they might know. Rage on Venom Tongue. I've done that before. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, Barter is also one of the reasons I like the Dagoth version. There's just there's a lot, in my opinion, to liking in the Dagoth one. Yeah. 
Currently a 13 Magicka combo. Black Hand, Jarl, Unite from Hand. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah, the big appeal to Telvanni, and that's why I say it's a close second, is Sun and Shadow. Because it's like a really cheap guarantee to go find your Unite. Because sometimes yeah. the problem isn't getting your five colors, it's sometimes it's finding the Unite. But right. I think you have got enough card draw available in Dagoth to still make that worth it, so... Yeah. Just a lot of card games, or card draw, I'm sorry, in this game in general at this point. There really is. Yeah. Ian, I have used Rid of Execution in my Tribunal Unite before. I got it randomly generated off of College of Winterhold to play a 13 Magicka Unite combo from hand. <laughs> Alright. Cheers. No good times. I was trying. I'm trying not to. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to say it, dude. Now I'm self-conscious about it. I know. I know. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody hanging out. We'll wrap up the official podcast yeah. here. Thanks for stopping by. Yes, thank you guys. <laughs> Justin bot is overloaded. See you on the ladder. Yeah.